for anybody who's listening who struggles with discouragement or even, you know, anxiety and depression. I mean, I really wrestle with all three of those. You know, it's just a challenge. And so there's a lot of, at times, darkness. And so you pray through it, you press in, you're asking the Lord to make it really clear that He has you where you, He wants you and, and that your life's making a difference and, and all of that. Welcome to the Gary Scott Thomas Show. Here's what we know. The podcast with unexpected conversations. Listen each week as we engage in unscripted conversations where we'll be just as surprised as you will be with where the dialogue goes. So join us each week and be privy to the captivating conversations that are sure to ensue. Here's your host, Gary Scott Thomas. Welcome to the latest edition of Here's What We Know, the podcast of Unexpected Conversations. And thank you so many of you have reached out. And I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to this podcast. I hope you love it. I hope you share it. I, I give me, leave me, uh, some, uh, some comments. Uh, all those help as the con, the podcast just continues to grow. We're in the top 5% of downloaded podcasts. How about that? How about that? So this, this is what I'm excited about. I knew this guy before I ever knew this guy because I knew here, let me put this. I knew this song right here. Here we go. I'm at Craig at a church called Redeeming Grace. It's like he understood my I don't want to be here face. I felt out of place and I smelled like beer, but he just shook my hand, said, I'm glad you're here. He says, we'll all be judged, but he was never judgmental. And even though my songs don't belong in no hymn, he quote me my lyrics, slapped me on the back, said, man, you got a gift. How you write like that? Yeah, I know. He sounds cool, right? Not your typical kid from Sunday school, right? I still ain't figured out church yet. But Craig, I get y'all. Here's Craig. How cool is that? Craig Cooper, how are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm doing well, Gary. It's so kind of you to have me on. And I can't listen to that song without getting emotional. So thanks for that. (laughs) We start off. I know you're going to do that. But, uh, you know, uh, wow, it is just remarkable what the Lord has done. And um, so thanks for having me on. That's what I said is, is that I was so excited when I saw there was an opportunity to talk to you and they're like, you want to talk to Craig? And I'm like, who doesn't want to talk to Craig? That's my thing. Well, I mean, it's because when I've known Walker a long time. Right. I, I, we've, we, we were playing him. We've known him when nobody else was doing it. Nobody else was. So we, we were there doing those lean times mm-hmm. that you were there. Right. And when he, mm-hmm. and when he, and when he came out with this song, knowing him and then he's like, this is a true story, y'all. And the first time I heard it, I ain't lying. I'm crying at the end. I, I, I'm just, I am, I am sent back and I, and I remember telling Julie, my on-air partner, I'm like, you know, about songs, songs like this make me realize that I think God did a better job on some people than he did me. I'm just, I'm just saying that out there <laughs> no. because yeah. the grace that you showed, tell me, can you tell me, let, let's just go to the story. First of all, how did you meet Walker? We met in uh, January of 2014. And, you know, looking back on it, I, I see it as just a remarkable, like divine moment where the, the smile of God was just on both of our families, it, you know, and, and we began to see that as it unraveled and we, we built a tight friendship. But actually what happened was um, my wife and I had moved from East Tennessee to the greater Nashville area to help plant a church in Franklin, Tennessee. And we moved in 2012. Um, we kind of got our bearings and then we planted the church. Uh, I was one of three, three pastors who, who kind of joined together. We planted this church, um, in October of 2013. And so we were meeting on Saturday nights in a rented facility out in the boonies. Um, I think we were paying $700 a month for rent and we were trying to keep the expenses as low as possible and just gather people who, you know, we were trying to reach with the love of Christ. And, uh, so we had about 
30 people or less um, meeting during that 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 period of, of time. And we actually, it was a Saturday because um, we were meeting on Saturday nights, but it was a Saturday. We had uh, basketball for our kids. So my son and Joshua was playing basketball. Walker's kids were playing basketball. And it was in a, a, a place off the Hillsborough Road. Um, we ran into them and Laura recognized Laney. So Walker's wife and my wife had met before in a neighborhood gathering um, for where we were living in, in West Franklin. And they recognized each other. They greeted each other. They talked. Walker would have been holding Loxley at the time, and we would have had a very brief interaction. But Laura, my wife, invited Laney and their family to come to church. And, you know, it happened to be that night. And and so Laney said, yeah, we'd love to come. And she kind of, Walker says he, uh, you know, she, she, she brought him kicking and screaming. He didn't want to go um, and all of that. And but they came, and for me, a lot of times, Gary, you know, I, I invite people, and, uh, and and Laura invites people, and, and all that. And sometimes you'll have people say, uh, "Yeah, we'd love to come," and they and and they may not show up. So they actually came, and I remember when they walked in the doors, I was just lit up like a Christmas tree because I thought, "Oh my goodness, you came!" And then like <laughs> I went and greeted them and said, uh, "Walker says I don't remember this." Walker says my my first words were, "Glad you're here." And, uh, you know, we ended up developing a, like a fast friendship. I mean, it was Saturday night. You had the, had the meeting. And then I remember like saying, have you guys eaten yet? Cause we hadn't. And they, they, they had a Mexican restaurant that they loved to go to where the kids could all kind of, we could all take over. Um, and we, they said, we love going here. And so we were like, well, we'll join you. So we went and, uh, ended up doing dinner getting to know them. Then we invited them over to our house um, and got to know more. They invited us over to their house. And then before we knew it, we're at each other's, you know, kids sporting events, uh, my son's baseball games. Walker and I would sit and, and run the scoreboard together. Um, we, we, I found out later that he was a singer songwriter um, that didn't come out, you know, initially. And I found that out later. And, and Laney said, Hey, he's doing this thing at Puckett's Boathouse, um, which is kind of a spot where a lot of musicians would go on a Wednesday night. They called it Walker, Walker Wednesday, where the first hour would be him playing original songs. And then the next hour would be open up, you know, as a, as like an open mic night. And we started going to that and my jaw dropped. I'm like, Oh my goodness, dude, you're like amazing. And, and did you write that? And, and I wasn't, you know, accustomed to that where I grew up in the small place in East Tennessee. And, and you know, Walker's writing killer songs. And, and so we started, we just started supporting each other. And then, and then what was crazy is that he, he made it clear that he wasn't a believer at the time. But, you know, anytime that I would preach or, or, or talk, you know, on a Saturday night, he, he would make a point to be there. And then he would just always encourage me afterwards. Um, and it was just amazing because we would go and spend time with them on where, you know, in their life, in their turf and all that. And they would do that the same with us. And it, it, we just developed a fast friendship where it was encouraging, you know, for me to be around Walker. And, um, and so, yeah, we were there and we saw when they had a need and, um, you know, we, we were, we were really close by that time and, and we knew. So we let them borrow a van when we went out of town to visit Lara's family, uh, for our regular, you know, uh, summer break. And we, and we knew it served them. And so, you know, um, when we came back, I remember just telling Lara, babe, I think, I think we need to give them the van. And, uh, we, we, prayed through it and, and made arrangements and tried to, you know, we got a, a used vehicle for us to replace ours. And then, you know, we, we gave them that, that vehicle. And honestly, it was, I want to say a year and a half or two after that, when, when Walker sent me the song. Um, so it, it wasn't, he always felt like, man, I, I haven't shared. He would always thank me, dude, you gave me a car, you know, like, and I was like, well, we love you, man. Of course, you know, but we, we kept it a secret and all that kind of stuff. And, and then, you know, one day he sends me this song and just like you said, Gary, I'm, I was, I was in a puddle of tears, you know, when I first 
heard it. So, yeah, he because he shared that you know when it when I when I first played it right, and then we had him on the air with us, and uh, and 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 I was just like you have to tell me the story. And, you know, he yeah. gave me the Walker Hayes, the story, you know, Walker's always going to yeah. have some kind of wonderful humor and he's always going to be self-deprecating and, and all that. Yeah. But he was Love like, it. he's just this guy who's just, he's like a brother to me. And he goes, he, he's just, he's, he's helped me on my walk to faith. He goes, because I didn't want any part of it. And he goes, but I kept hearing this guy talk and, and, and he goes, and, and I know God was going, Hey, are you listening? Cause I'm talking. Mm. Are you listening? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I remember just watching this journey for him. And, and I've had him, I had him on the podcast last year and, and we did an hour and he talked about this whole thing about his, his journey into faith. And, and mm. I was like, when we, when, when I had a chance to, to get to know to talk to you. And first of all, let me, let me take a, take a sidestep. Isn't it fun when somebody, you know, turns out to be really talented? I'll give you this story. Yeah, yep, I had yep. I had this young artist, right, that they said, here, we want you to come out with him and sit here in this record store and spend we're, we're to schedule it for two hours. And I'm like, all right. And so two hours, I meet this guy. Four people showed up in two hours, Craig. And mm-hmm. finally, I, I, they're supposed to be doing a, a gig at the local nightclub. And I'm like, there's nobody around. I said, do you need a ride to the club? And he goes, that'd be great. And so I load him up and take him to the club and he gets up on stage and starts playing his guitar. Doesn't sing a note. It's like a, it's like a Thursday or Friday night. Wins the crowd over. Everybody's going crazy. He walks off the, the bar, the club and he walks over to me and I'm like, Keith Urban, you're amazing. <laughs> and he goes, and he, and he goes, and he goes, Thanks, man. I said, no, no, no. You have to understand. I thought you were going to suck out loud. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and, and I said, you're amazing. And and then it was fun because like three months later, he hit and became this star. And we've had this bond ever since then. We always talk about how nobody. But isn't it amazing when like you had no idea that Walker is yep. this unique talent, huh? Right. Yeah. And actually I had that moment, you know, at Puck, it's like you just talked about with Keith Urban. I mean, because I, I was sitting there, you know, and there's 15 to 20 people and they're, they're all in the restaurant and everybody's eating their chicken wings and, and, you know, they're, they've got their mouths full and, and they're, and they're also talking. And, and I remember just being wrapped, you know, into what he was singing and going, Oh my goodness, Lara, like he's, He's not just good. Like he's crazy good. <laughs> and so I would, uh, and I, and we, we ended up going every Wednesday night, you know, that we could make it. And, and then uh, I remember saying it in the parking lot with him, um, afterwards. And I think there was a tire issue or something that they were trying to get fixed. It was crazy. But I remember saying, dude, mark my words, you will pack stadiums. Uh, it's just, it's just remarkable how, how gifted you are. And so it's cool now to see, you know, like we were texting back and forth, you know, as, as he was opening for these crazy, you know, NFL games and all that kind of stuff and in and, and the stadiums and, and, and fancy life is out there. And I'm like, no, doing it. And, and, uh, so it's just, it's, it's remarkable to see, but honestly, you know, Walker was always very encouraging, you know, for me. And I, I felt, uh, buoyed, you know, by his friendship lifted up. Um, you know, he, he was always remarkably, um, kind and supportive. Um, you know, I wrote a little bitty, uh, a, a little bitty thing, you know, for 30 somethings, you know, years and years, years ago. The only person that I would trust to do outside of my wife was, was Walker. And, and really, it was all about Jesus, but it was about, you know, wrestling with the weariness and dealing with discouragements and, and all the stuff in your 30s. And, and I was just writing it, you know, to to encourage people. I, I felt like I could entrust it to him. And I still remember his response, um, you know, and his encouragement uh, t- to me. And that's what gave me the, the faith to share it, you know, with, with people. I was like, ah. So, um, but I always had this desire you know, that he would, that he would know the Lord, you know, and, and, and it was, I mean, I remember we're at Stony River 
and we're with couples together and he's encouraging me after, uh, you know, a message that I preached or whatnot. And he was, and I, I just stopped, you know, mid bite, put my fork down and said, well, I, I don't understand. Like you don't believe the gospel, but you encourage me every time I preach it or share it or write it. And you know, he said, Gary, he, he said, dude, if it's true, it's the greatest news in the entire world and everybody needs to hear it. And wow. I, it gave me chills and he even does right now. And this is before he was a, a believer. And, you know, it, it, I mean, for me, when he sent me that song, the song Craig, you know, I was in a period in a season of my life where we were five years into a church plant and I was looking hard for where, where's the, you know, the fruit from my labors. And I remember I, I had taken a ministry retreat trip, uh, over the weekend. I came home and I was very discouraged. And, you know, I just felt like a thousand arrows, uh, you know, were coming at me and, and I was just assaulted, you know, like an armed battalion in, in my, in my soul, in my mind, in my emotions. And I took a walk that day. And, and like I would do normally, you know, I was working in downtown Franklin, uh, at a staffing firm serving as a bivocational pastor. So I was doing both pastoring and, and working in staffing. And I, and, you know, I, I take the walk and I remember just stopping in the middle of the road on Main Street, you know, and there's 11th Avenue and Fair Street. And I stopped and just said, God, you know, that I try to encourage other people. I really need you right now to please encourage me. I'm so discouraged. Is anything I'm doing making a difference in anyone's life? And I had prayed that prayer that afternoon. And then fast forward, and I'm on a date with Laura that night. We're sitting in our car in uh, Cool Springs, which was, you know, uh, area in Franklin. And uh, I was telling her how discouraged I was from, you know, really in all of ministry, I had emailed the pastoral team saying, I don't know that I can continue doing this. And I don't know that, you know, there's any fruit or anything. And, and I'm so tired and exhausted from doing both, you know, staffing and this. And I was telling Laura, my wife about all of that. And that's when her phone buzzed and it was a text from Laney and it had an MP3 and it had my name on it. it just said Craig. And, I remember being a little irritated, Gary, because I was pouring my heart out to her. And I'm like, hey, who is that? You know, and she said, it's Lane, it's Laney. And uh, I was like, oh, babe, can you tell her we're out on a date and we'll talk later? And well, I mean, we we're super tight as couples, so she would get that, you know. And Laura was like, well, it's got a, it's got an MP3 on it and it's, it's got your name on it. I think we should play it. Now, we were accustomed to getting songs from Walker and Laney that Walker was working on, you know, in his studio, the shack at the time, you know, in, in Nashville or, or even in the town studio, but, um, not one with my name on it. And so Laura insisted and I was like, well, we can do that later. And she goes, no, maybe it'll help you. You know, maybe this will help you. I don't know. She puts it on and it goes through the stereo speakers. And that's the first time I heard the song Craig and you know, I met Craig at a church called Redeeming Grace. And right when you hear that, I'm going, okay, where are you, where's he going with this? And I didn't know where he was going with it. And as he, you know, as he began to, to share and he drew attention, you know, in the chorus to what matters most to me, which is my relationship with Christ, you know, and, and he, he's like, you know, Craig, you know, he can't walk on water or turn it Napa Valley Red. Who does that? You know, Jesus mm -hmm. walked on water. Jesus turned it Napa Valley Red. But he just might be tight with the man that did. And I, I was undone after the first verse in chorus, just a puddle of tears. And then he goes on to talk about us giving him the van, which had happened prior. And then, you know, about how their family was safe and all buckled up. And I, I was like, Lord, okay, uh, maybe, maybe you do have me where you want me. <laughs> and they, and, 
And honestly, I felt God, this is what's so crazy to me, Gary, is I felt God singing over me through my unbelieving friend, Walker, <laughs> through this song. And, and it, I mean, and it, it had, like, to me, there's there's a verse in the Old Testament that talks, in Zephaniah that talks about the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He'll rejoice over you with gladness. Gladness, there it is. He'll quiet you with his love. He'll exult over you with loud singing. And I felt that from Walker. I felt that. And I was like, I just was undone. And then I was crying and I couldn't, I couldn't respond. And so Lara, you know, I just said, I'm speechless. And Lara wrote back and said, you know, Craig heard the song. He can't, he can't talk right now. He's speechless. And, you know, um, now that was the first inclination to me that God was actually at work, you know, like drawing Walker, that Walker really was paying, you know, attention, you know, and, and <laughs> I mean, and God was, God was like drawing him, you know, very, very, uh, kindly, you know, to, to himself and, and it blew me away and it still does. So when you played it earlier, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, it just, it, it, it's one of the greatest expressions of kindness you know, from the Lord or from a person that I've, that I've ever received, if you can just imagine, you know, that's one of the most beautiful testimonies I think I've heard in years. It really is. That's encouraging. (laughs) I mean, it is because I mean, the fact that, you know, most of us, here's the truth of it, Craig. I mean, I pray to all the time. I, I, I sit back and ask God, Hey, you need to let me know if I'm doing what I'm doing. If I'm, am I on your path? Uh, am I, am I, am I, am I doing, you know, cause right now I'm, I'm actually going through a change of seasons in my life and, you know, things are chaotic. So it's like, you know, I've been delving into the word and you, you try to, you try to sit back and go, Hey Lord, I'm doing the work. You just let me know if I'm, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I going down the path? Like, you what, what about Bob? I'm doing the work. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, doing the, the work. work. And I'm just trying to say, you know, I just would like a little small sign and hear God sends you a song. I mean, really? You yeah. pray and then yeah. that night, no wonder, Greg, no wonder a Walker said he may be tight with the man who does. Because the Lord said, okay, here, you need this. I'll yeah. give it to you today. You know, I'm hoping yeah. sometime this year, Craig, but you, yeah. you get it the day you pray. <laughs> uh, well, I, man, thank you for that, Gary. I, I actually have, I've wrestled, you know, for anybody who's listening who struggles with discouragement or even, you know, anxiety and depression. I mean, I really wrestle with all three of those, you know, and it's just a challenge. And so there's a lot of, yeah, at times, the darkness. And so you pray through it, you press in, you're asking the Lord to make it really clear that He has you where you, He wants you and, and that your life's making a difference and, and all of that. But I mean, yes, in a very tangible way, you know, after a season of, of, of really struggling, uh, the Lord on that, that day answered that prayer. And that doesn't always happen. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there are things that I've prayed for, for, um, my goodness, you know, 17 years or for 20 years. I mean, the fact that we have this book uh, that just dropped is an answer to prayer. And that, that goes all the way back to 1998, you know, for me and, and, and 2007, two very specific times where, I, you know, I took that those desires, um, you know, to the Lord and I pursued it and stuff. But but um, but anyway, it is it is encouraging. And, you know, and that's just half of the, you talk about the encouragement of the testimony. The cool thing about what the Lord has done in our lives is, you know, Walker is now next door. <laughs> so he, he came to, he came to faith in Christ and, you know, just was lit on fire. And, you know, and then uh, they moved in and COVID hit like right when they moved in. And so we quarantined together because nobody knew what was going on with the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just, we ripped the fence out between our backyard so that the kids and every, and that was Walker's idea. We we're sitting on the um, back, back porch talking about all the, just what God's done. And, and we were reminiscing and everything. And he looked over and he goes, Hey dude, let's surprise the, the, the girls and just rip out that fence. And I was like, done. <laughs> we just stood up and we went over there and we started yanking the, at the fence. It took us about half an hour and we ripped the thing down. And then we, and what we were just trying to do at that point was get a path where the kids, you know, 
and the families and the dogs could share the back deck and, and just, uh, just go back and forth with ease. Uh, but we reflected on it later and we and we were like, man, this is what God has done. He's just ripped down the, any barrier and, and he's created this path, you know, um, for our friendship and, and relationship with Christ being central in it. And, uh, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely remarkable. So anything I share is only half of it, you know, Walker and I talked together about all of this and glad you're here. And it goes back and forth, which is so cool. You got Walker starting and his voice in a different type and font. And I can't read it without crying. And then, and then I, I share about the same thing, you know, um, from a different angle, different perspective. So that's like, like this conversation right now, you know, is, is what was going on in my life when he sent me the song? I mean, yeah. And he had something very different going on in his life. So it's just, it's remarkable. It really, really, there's no other explanation outside of Jesus is alive and he's at work in the world today. I, uh, Come on. <laughs> I 100% believe it. I, I do. And that's what I think. I think that's what believers and non-believers are people who aren't sure of their faith needs to know is that. There are, it doesn't mean everything's going to be happy and wonderful and you're going to walk around, you know, with a smile on your face all the time. I, uh, I'll be right. brutally honest with you. Yesterday, yesterday was a tough day and I'm in my car by myself trying to pray and it ends up being a yelling session with me going, and why uh, is this? And why is that? Yep. And here I am asking for this answer and nothing this. And yep. why does this go on? Mm. You know, and, and it was mm. just a complete yeah. yelling session. And I'll also tell you this, mm. I'm sitting there listening. Listening to myself yell because I think it's important to say stuff out loud. I'll do that with my kids when they get angry at something. And I'll go, hey, let's just say things out loud because I know it sounds better in your head. But let's say it out loud because sometimes when you say it out loud, you go, oh, well, that's stupid. Right? And so I'm sitting here yelling about something or something, and I see the answer of like, well, that happened because of this. And I'm like, and I and I still couldn't let go of the anger. And I'm like, all right, I get that. Okay. You know, then right in the middle of it, I had to stop. I love that you shared that. I I think it's so humble and transparent, vulnerable for you to share that. And I just want to encourage you, Gary. I I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've sat in the car or driven in the car, you know, or been on a walk or found a quiet place and and really lifted my voice in in agony. You know, and and there's a verse that 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 serves me, and I I want to encourage you with this because. I think that this, this is what you were doing. You know, people can end up, you know, saying, was this, was that bad? You know, can you do that? Well, I mean, Psalm 62, eight says, says it this way. It says, trust in him at all times. Oh, people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And so for me, I see that trusting in God, it, it, it includes pouring your heart out. Like, and sometimes that is, it's like, it's like a neglected milk carton. It's got nasty curled stuff in it, but God actually invites us to pour that stuff out before him as an offering. And, and he's cool with, he can take our agony. He can take it. He can take our, our, you know, charged, you know, like prayers of you know, Lord, where, what's going on. I mean, you see that all in the Psalms, like, you know, where are you? You know, have you, Lord, have you forsaken me? You know, all, all of this stuff. And it's God would rather us come to him with all the hurt and the pain and pour it out before him as an act of trust in him than for, than for us to, you know, uh, numb ourselves, you know, through some other means of, uh, of so, so-called safety, you know, whether that's, you know, um, whatever substances mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Netflix or, or anything that just distracts us. I mean, so trust in him at all times it looks like pouring your heart out in your car sometimes and just raising your voice. God, help me. I need you. Where are you? And, and, you know, I've done that. And, and here's what I, I think God's going to answer the prayers that you prayed yesterday, you know, in your car. I think he's going to, he's going to show you that, that he, he, he loves you and, He's going to wrap you in his arms and show you just like he did with me. So, well, he literally, he literally just did that hearing you talk. 
I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff right there. He just literally said, Hey, look. And that's the thing I was trying to, to go with, with people that it doesn't, it doesn't give you a passport to, to, to this bliss. It gives you a comfort in your belief. It gives you that, Hey, I know where I'm going, but right here, right now. Yeah. Life still happens. Life is messy. Life is all of this stuff. And, and that's, that's the main thing that I wanted to share with people is that, yeah, a Christian being a Christian or having a faith and, and I'll say this for anybody probably of any faith is that you're still going to have doubts. You're still going to have bad days. You're going to still get angry, but that's why I shouted out to God because I, because I believed he was listening. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the conversation if I didn't think he was listening. And he is, he, he, he was listening, you know, the righteous cry for help and the Lord hears them. Um, and his ears are attentive to their cry. That's what, you know, I think that's Psalm 34. He, he's, we have God's attention. I mean, sometimes you can't get, you can't get your kids' attention, you can't get your spouse's attention, you can't get friends' attention, you can't, but if you go and you, and you pray in your car like that, <laughs> you have God's attention. You know, he, his ears are attentive to our cries and often our cries are cries of, of, of agony, of pain, of help, you know, like, Lord, help me. And I was thinking, as you shared, there's a, uh, Laura, my wife shared this with me a couple of days ago, you know, um, cause we, you know, we, I'm in a really strange season. I'm, you know, we, we dropped a book and I've, I've been super quiet. Um, I, I wasn't even on, you know, socials until Walker moved in next door and, um, you know, and, and he encouraged me and all of this, but, but anyway, I, things are just different. And so it comes, it, it comes with some challenges and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, Laura shared with me, this is from Piper. Um, he says, sustaining grace is not grace to bar what is not bliss. That is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, sustaining grace is not grace to bar what is not bliss, nor flight from all distress, but this, the grace that orders our trouble and pain and then in the darkness is there to sustain. That's really yeah. strong. And yeah, it, is. It, 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 it just feeds your soul to go, you know what? God loves me. He's in control of all of my circumstances, the good and the bad. And if I can, he wants me to take the celebrations and, and the challenges, you know, the, the, the agony, the pain and the, Bliss. He must take it all to him in, in in honest prayer, and 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 he'll sustain me. And so that's the that's trust in him at all times, and pour out your heart before him. He's a, God's a refuge for us. Um, yeah, so I love that. I get, I get, I get how you won over Walker Hayes, Craig Allen Cooper. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about the book and everything else. Here's what you know. Here's what we know with Craig Allen Cooper. We'll be right back after this. So I want to tell you about our new sponsor, The Gym Guys. I have been working out with them for over a year now. It all started with a pandemic and there was no place to go. The gyms were closed, all that kind of stuff. I found The Gym Guys because they come to you. The commute is theirs. Isn't that one of the worst parts working out is you have to factor in the commute time? Not with The Gym Guys. And it's more motivating. It's one thing to say, I'm going to work out today. It's another thing if you know, like, I have Luciana coming over today at 11.15. I got to be ready for it. And And then they change the workouts up for you. They give you an app. So when you're working out on your own, you know how to do it right and what you're trying to do. And they also give you access to a nutritionist. It's all there for you. You can take it as, you know, if you're just starting your journey or maybe you want to take your journey to the next level. Maybe we've got a contest on how you can win 100 free sessions with your friends and coworkers. It's at TheBiggestMover.com, TheBiggestMover.com. But you'll find the gym guys on the web, G-Y-M-G-U-Y-Z. So, Craig, you've written this book and you've sat back with Walker and 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 I get I get why Walker, you have done such a good job of making it relatable. I see what God's gift is to you, right? Because sometimes, sometimes people are so removed. People, it's, it's like they're up there pontificating, right? And I'm telling you and this, 
Your gift, I can tell you, tell you right now, and I can see why how you could take Walker, who was a non-believer, and bring him in because your faith is real to you in every step of your life. He's a real person. Mm-hmm. Your, your faith is real. This is a part of my day-to-day life. It's like it's like breathing or washing my hands or whatever. It's it's what we do, and it's it's all brought in to everything we're doing. And I could see his big thing is. I don't judge you. We'll all be judged, but I'm not judging you here. And I, I have at no point in the last half hour of talking to you, has there ever been a moment of judgment? If, you know, except maybe for yourself, which we're all guilty of, you know, and even then you brought it up to God of like, Hey, what am I doing? Am I doing the right things? And then it was answered. That's, that's, it's, it's fascinating to me how that, how your faith led you there. You know, that, that we could go deep dive. You know, we're going to do this again. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to need more hours with you. That's, I'm just telling you that right now. But, <laughs> but your, cause I, I do want to go all into the, I want to go into the barnacles of how you got to where you are, but we don't have that much time. But, uh, but, but with your, your, you knew how to relate to Walker in the perfect way because you showed him it was just a part of your daily walk. As you were saying earlier, your faith is a part of your daily walk. And I don't mean that. I mean that metaphorically, not literally, right? That you get up in the day and it's, it's like you, you, you put on your clothes and you, you wrap yourself in your faith. And it seems like knowing Walker like I do, that was such a, an amazing way to relate to him. Mm. Well, it's kind of you to say, and I mean, I, I could relate to Walker on so many different fronts. You know, he had been dropped from, you know, record labels and he had pursued dreams and those had been dashed. And, you know, I think for me, um, and he kept going, you know, and, and I, I could relate. I just, I, I felt like I, once he opened up about his life and everything, I could share with him, you know, all about mine. And, and honestly, Gary, I mean, but I have had some significant, uh, failures and challenges and setbacks. And, and, you know, um, I, I came to faith in Christ in my, and when I was 18 years old, my freshman year of college, University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And, you know, I, ended up the guy who came up to talk to me first is like hey champ <laughs> i remember that hey champ what's god doing in your heart and i said i just want to give my life to jesus and i want to do what that man's doing and i pointed to the guy who had just you know proclaimed the gospel the good news about the life death and resurrection of jesus and 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 who had essentially led me to the lord so i was saying you know i i want to do that well i got launched into um ministry early on you know i led the campus ministry i was president of the campus ministry and then they sent me to a pastor's college i came back and got married to my wife and then 10 days later went right into full-time ministry and the the first two and a half years of our marriage and the first two and a half years of, of ministry for me were were just it was it was a challenge the wheels started coming off like around month six because you know i had packed out the schedule every Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, every night except for Sunday when we would gather together for an exhausted date and, and we would end up, you know, arguing and fighting. And, 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 and then I had attitude issues, you know, even with the, with the leadership and everything. And I, I just was, I burned out, you know, after uh, two and a half years, I completely burned out. And it was another moment where I was standing behind you know, a, a bookstore in Knoxville. And I say, God, if this is ministry, I, I don't know that I can do it. And, you know, can you make it clear if you want me here or not? Um, because I'm dying over here. And, you know, about two weeks later, I was called into a meeting and, and they informed me, you know, hey, we're, we're going to release you. We're going to let you go. And, you know, you need some time to just, uh, you know, get another profession, you know, learn and they said they were clear to share with the whole church that i hadn't done anything to disqualify myself from ministry or anything but i felt like a complete utter failure and uh was just wrecked you know dreams dashed all of that and 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 i remember praying lord if i'm not you know called the ministry here where you know where i heard the gospel and uh, then I, then I don't feel like I'm called anywhere. And, and so I had gotten other ministry opportunities. I turned them all down 
um, and stayed in the church that fired me. And it was, oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. And, but you go back to walk, you were talking about, you know, not literal walk, but, you know, figurative. But honestly, I, I did a lot of walking, uh, during that season. I would go to church on Sunday mornings and by Sunday afternoon, Lara would be accustomed to me needing to have a lot of time alone. And there was a place where I would go and just walk and, and I would, and I would line the pathway with my tears. And I would pour out in agony, like, Lord, why'd you let this happen? What's going on? And, you know, help me. And, and, uh, and I remember at one point, you know, just saying, God, if, if you have indeed called me to ministry, let the people who let me go be the ones who bring me back. And five years later, um, the team that had, had fired me came back and said, Hey, we want to invite you to come back on staff. And, and it was just, uh, it was, it was an amazing, like, redemptive thing. And then I served there for five years, and then we went and planted Redeeming Grace Church. Um, and so the walking for me was, uh, it has been literal. In the uh, There's this awesome part about a guy named Enoch where it says, he, Enoch walked with God and then was no more for the Lord took him, you know, and he was commended as one who had, who had pleased God. And I, I just had that. I just thought, Lord, I just want to walk with you, and I want to be commended by you as as someone who pleased you in, in in all of this. And I got my mind going more vertical, like than horizontal. It's not, you know, other people did this, but but you know, God is in charge, and and God allowed this, and and um, I humbled myself, you know, really trying to do that, and and then uh, was re- reinstated and then planted the church. But yeah, even to this day, I, t- I mean, when I need to pour my heart out, if it's cold or raining, I'm in the car driving. Uh, if it is not cold or raining, I'm, I, I, there are several walkways around the Na- Nashville area where I'll go and get alone and just walk and really talk to the Lord. And I've seen him do such unbelievable, remarkable things as answers to prayer that, I mean, it's just no denying it that there's a God in heaven who hears, hears when I pray and, you know, and he hears when we pray and, and, uh, and he loves us and he, and he answers. And so, can we yeah, talk about the, nut, the nuts and bolts of it? I mean, of, of, cause I, I think you brought up an interesting thing and, and I just find it fascinating. I've, I've known a couple of pastors in my time. I, I, I know one who was, I thought was just brilliant and he had to walk away from it. And I remember talking mm-hmm. to him a years later and I'm like, what happened? And he goes, there's when you, when you pastor a church, you take on everyone's problems. And, and there's always people who, you know, who have something, there's not a day goes by that you're not dealing with, with, with a life threatening illness or a child or, or a suicide or, 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 or a marriage gone wrong. He goes, that's all you do. He goes, that's all you do. And he goes, and I just could not separate myself from it anymore. And I had to pray to God. I, I need to walk away. And I feel like he told me, you've done, you've done what I need you to do. Walk away. Uh, because it is, you, you don't, you don't think about that. My, my pastor now, my, we saw him in something and my wife was laughing with him. She goes, you realize Gary only talks college sports with you because he wants to be that one guy that never brings you any problems. And he looked over at me and he goes, I so appreciate that. And I said, it's all right. I said, I I said, you've got everybody else to talk about all that stuff because I'm from Alabama. Right. And he's from Arkansas. And I'm like, so we're always we talk SEC football. We talk all the stuff. And and it's always I just want to be that little moment where he's like, you know, he's not going to bring me a problem. He's not. We're gonna we're talk we're gonna talk about the latest thing Saban said about Texas A and M. That's what we're gonna talk about, <laughs> right? Well, that's kind of you. Yeah, that yeah that that is that's kind of you to think like that. Um, but by the way, did you see that Walker and his family met Nick Saban? Isn't that great? Uh, and, and how, yeah, isn't that cool? Isn't that the coolest so, thing? Because I'm like, wow, there had to be angels singing. There had to be lights. There had to be everything. I mean, you know, well, I mean, the burning here, bush had to be song. in the... I was just saying the burning <laughs> bush had to be in the back of the office. Come on. You know it was, Craig. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know what? That was a big deal. That's a big deal for the Hayes. So that was really, really cool. And also, 
he got Saban got to hear the song AA, you know, yeah, for the first time and hit in in where he uh, was mentioned in it. So that was that was super cool. And the other thing I was going to tell you about that, Gary, is my daughter is my oldest daughter is a fresh. Well, she just finished her freshman year at the University of Alabama. Roll so, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we sat back. And now we've lost half of the half of your listeners. <laughs> no, no, they know they know I'm an old time guy from guy. Listen, I I always everybody knows that uh, my mother in law has never known what to get me for Christmas birthdays. Right? She just doesn't know. So I have all she gets me is Alabama gear. I've never bought a go. piece of Alabama gear in my entire life, Craig. And I have so much to the point where my wife goes, if I'm going somewhere, you should wear the Alabama gear because that's what people expect to see you in. Right. And so <laughs> that's great. So I have, I have, I'm literally wearing an Alabama sweatshirt right now because I had to do, I had to meet some clients before we re- recorded this today. So they were coming in and my wife's like, you better wear the Alabama gear. That's what they're going to be expecting. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a fair point. That's great. Uh, so that's yeah. Awesome. And the fact that, you know, as, as I'm bouncing back and forth stuff and all that stuff with Walker, you know, I, I, I was when, when, when fancy like hit, right. And again, he's the one who's saying, I never expect this. He goes, I was out on my porch with my daughter and we did a stupid dance. And, and he goes, isn't it amazing yeah. how God yeah. just took that moment? And he goes, it's going to be a moment you didn't expect. And he goes, we never expected that. And it was a moment that we didn't expect that God just took it and said, boom, y'all, boom. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, I'm looking out the window right now as I'm talking. I'm actually 20 feet from that porch, you know, where they did the, you know, where they did that TikTok dance. And he went for a run, you know, Walker, like they, and we saw him, we do, they would do that all the time. But, you know, they, he, he put it down after he uploaded it, went for a run. And then the numbers just went bananas, berserk. And, you know, it, what's crazy is, Walker will say publicly all over the place that he really feels like um, God, you know, gave him this platform to be able to share, you know, about the love of Christ uh, with people. And we were on, we were, we had gotten the book thing. We were on chapter five of writing it when fancy like hit. I mean, it just, it, it was crazy. And then timelines got tight because like he was, he was everywhere. Um, had you know had to had to go everywhere and uh but we got it we got it done which is crazy and uh it's just remarkable to see you know how the lord's blessed his career now he's doing stadium shows i sat back and told him we had him out here a couple of years ago right and he was he and i was sitting around talking and this was last year we had him at a winery but i'm talking a couple of years ago before fancy like it hit and i remember having this conversation with him and i'm like dude you're just so damn unique. You really are. And, and I don't yep, want you yep. to ever lose that because that's what makes you yep. special. And the beautiful thing about country music is right now, unlike it was when I first got into it, the record companies told you what you had to sound like, what you had to look like, had to do this. I said, now the internet is going to allow you to be who you want to be. And this is who you are. And, and stay yeah, true to yeah. that. And I always tell everybody, God talks to us and sometimes he uses you. Sometimes you don't realize yeah. it. You, he uses you. And I, I'll tell you yep. another story that's a little left. And, and I don't put this off on Walker, but when he was out here talking to me about that, right? When we were having this conversation, he was asking me, you know, stuff like that. And I said, how's the family? And he goes, oh, I got all these kids. I said, yeah, you know what my buddy says? Cause my buddy has three daughters. He goes, my only job is to keep my daughters off the pole. That's all my, that's my only job. <laughs> And Lot wow. Walker said, that's great. That's funny. And again, he probably put it in the back of his mind and never thought about it again. Right. So I'm not saying that's he okay. stole it. I'm not saying anything, but <laughs> it's been, it's been my buddy, Sean Flood. Let me give him, cause I know he's listening to this podcast right now. Sean's been saying that for as long as I've known him. I'm just trying to, and his kids are wow. young. His kids are young. His so kids, his kids have been, you know, he's always said that. I'm just trying to keep my daughters off the pole, man. That's all I'm trying to do. That's my oh, only, man, that's my that's whole game. And so I shared that yeah. with Walker. And so here you go, full circle. And he lives in Tennessee now. Sean does. And he goes, you know, if he, if I ever see Walker, I'm going to go, you know, I'm the guy who told Gary. 
trying to keep my daughters out the park. <laughs> Just saying, that's I'm that awesome. guy. <laughs> but but that, the fact that I got a chance to, that, you know, you never know when you're going to get a chance to encourage someone and now to see his success and know what yeah. he's going to be able to do that success. First and foremost, he's going to take care of his kids and now he has that burden off his back. And for those of us who love him, isn't that the greatest thing in the world? Uh, so, yeah, so encouraging. And they were able to get another you know, tour bus and be able to take the whole family out, you know, uh, when they leave on Wednesdays and return on Sundays. And, and so to, I mean, that takes, that takes money, you know, and that uh-huh. takes, that takes the, uh, the success of something like, you know, fancy like and AA and all of that. And so it's just such a blessing that, that, you know, God's provided where they're able to do it all together. Um, it's super cool. And he has the greatest team in the world. I mean, you know, you were talking about how, uh, he can be unique and be himself. Well, a lot of that is, is just, you know, Shane McAnally mm-hmm. and, you know, Robert Carlton and, you know, Marissa Turk and their, and Smack and that whole group and monument. I mean, they're, they just are, they're just, Amazing. Amazing. I've known Shane forever. Yeah, I've known Shane forever. And Shane, Shane was the biggest fan of Walker. He always has been. He goes, this guy has just got such a unique voice. He's got such a unique way of seeing things. And he goes, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to get out of his way and let him be him. Wow. That's you know, yeah. that, that's yeah. when you that's when you truly can recognize something, you know, with the good Lord, as we said, because <laughs> I don't know you guys. Craig's a man of faith and, and I'm not, I'm not shy about my faith, but I see the good Lord. You never know he's going to use here. He takes Shane McAnally and goes, you're going to be his champion, son. You're going to be his champion. Yeah. Because when you say yeah. stuff, people so cool. listen, you know. And, and it did yeah. when nobody else, when nobody else would give Walker the time of day, the fact that he had Shane McAnally going. No, no, this guy, this guy right here mm-hmm. is yep. astounding. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What a good dude. <laughs> and Shane is, and, and, and Walker's gotten so big. And I say this now, you know, here's my, my, my humble brag. I used to be able to text Walker and go, Hey man, are you, are you free this week? Can I talk to you? Can you come on the air with you? Blah, 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 blah. And then as he got as fancy, like got bigger and bigger. The text started coming slower and slower. <laughs> and so I sent him a text and I'm like, Hey, dude, I know you are so busy when you get a breath and it may not be for two years. Let me know, mm-hmm. you know, because okay. I, as I told my wife, I'm like, I don't want to take any moment away from him making his money because here you usually only have a window in this business. It's rare when you get the George, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre. Hey, I'm going to do this for 30 years. Usually it's just a really small window that you have to make all your bank. So I want you to go make every dime you can grab. But when you're done, I'm still going to be here. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been neat to watch. I mean, he's, it, yeah, it's just been fun to see God bless his career. How and, about this book of you yours? Know, yeah. Yeah. The book, man, uh, it is, it's one of those things that we marvel at, you know, Walker and I talk on a weekly basis about just like, oh man, at all of the myriad of things, the thousands of things that had to come together for us to release a, a book like this, you know, it's called Glad You're Here, Two Unlikely Friends, Breaking Bread and Fences, you know, and it really does hit both of our stories. And it, and it goes all the way back to like dreams of, of, of his, you know, when he's in Mobile, um, and moving to Nashville. And then, you know, my dreams in, of being in East Nancy and moving here to Nashville. And then kind of when we met and, and collided. And then it goes, it's really cool, the setup, because it does go back and forth, uh, between his voice and mine, two different fonts. So, you know, it's real clear to the reader who's, who's talking. We had an audio version too that we did, which was cool. But, you know, it's like a dream, a church, a dog, a Wednesday, a bar, a van, a song, a baby, a friend, and a path. Those are the 10, 10 chapters. And so, you know, it's not like it, it, the, even what we were talking about with uh, the song, Craig, and all of that. I mean, that is like one chapter of 
of our story and there's so much more uh, to it that it's just been a thrill to see how it's encouraged people and, you know, that, that God's active, that he, that he loves us. And honestly, you know, Walker, uh, he can speak and he does this every night when he, right before he sings the song, Craig, he'll share his testimony uh, for a few minutes and he'll address people and say, Hey, if you're, you know, if you're an unbeliever here and you're like, man, dude, just shut up and sing the songs. I get it. I can relate. I understand. And, but this is, this is really important to me. Let me share with you. And, um, you know, and he shares in such a wonderful, uh, winsome way, uh, where I think people are going, Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. And so I think you have, um, in the book, you know, it's friendship. Um, you know, what doing life together looks like, um, you know, and also just a, a man's journey to faith. It's very clear throughout and how God used a lot of different things for that. And, uh, we just marvel. I mean, people have been very encouraging. We're super grateful. It's, it's done well. And, uh, we just hope that it keeps to, keeps getting out there and, uh, that people, their hearts are warmed and, and, uh, kind of more curious if you're an unbeliever, like curious about, you know, this, this Jesus guy. And, uh, or if you're a believer, just like really encouraged and strengthened that, that, you know, Hey, God, like what you and I were talking about, God, here's your prayers. You know, he is using you. Your life does matter. And, and, uh, you are making a difference to the people around you, whether you see it or not. And one day you will. And I mean, Jesus said, you can't give a cup of cold water to somebody without being rewarded. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, See, that's amazing. That's why, that's why I, I, I literally, and I'm not just saying this, I want to do, I want us to schedule another hour because I would literally love to, I'd love to dive down on faith with you. I've never really done a, a one of these podcasts where I've really dove down on faith. And, and, and there's so many words. There's so many, I love finding when people, when people, have their, you know, when you're sharing their Bible verses or what's something they read that meant to them or why did it mean this and stuff? And what's the, what's the Bible verses that really say stuff? Because I do, I find it vibrant, right? I mean, I don't know if you're a Christian. I, I for me, it, and I'm not saying it because it's the shortest verse of the Bible, because, you know, that's the easiest to remember, but I'm always bowled away by Jesus wept because he was human and he yeah. understand the entire concept of life and everything else. And yet he could still grieve. He could still yep. understand the loss and he knew he was bringing it back. Right. So, yep. so, so yep. with the whole concept of, of this, uh, of having every emotion and stuff, I, I would love to go down and, and talk more about, as we were talking about pastoring, we, we, we kind of, I, I ping ponged you off that way too soon, but, but I'd love to go on that and talk about some of the trials, some of the stuff that things that, that pastors go through that the parishioners never see. And, and, and I'm not saying for details or looking or, or betraying anybody's trust, but it's the day to day stuff. As you said, you were taking care when you first started your church, you're taking care of everybody, but you guys. And, and, and you, as, as I told you what my friend said, you take everything on. Everything starts there. There is no free. There's a reason we pay therapists a lot of money because just yep. to listen to your problems and they don't know you, but just to listen to your problems is to take on your problems. That's why you pay. Mm -hmm. That's why psychiatrists get tons of money and gets all this training. And there's no psychiatrist who doesn't have a psychiatrist because you have to be able to release all of this that's thrown on you. And we expect preachers mm -hmm. to do it for no extra pay. Mm, man. Yeah. That's whew, you're right. <laughs> well, I have a therapist. I'll tell you, I've got, a, I have a counselor and I, I meet with him every other week and it's been, it's been life giving and so helpful. Um, worth worth the pay. I'll say that. <laughs> but that's, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I need another hour with you just because I want to talk about, you know, it's been wonderful to share Walker's journey. It's been wonderful to share, you know, how this all came about and you guys wrote this book and it's, it's just, and the things that you're going to be able to do with it and how many more people you're going to get out. But 
Craig Allen Cooper, I'd love to I'd love to deep dive on faith with you because I yeah, I I feel a kindred spirit and I think I think I'm gonna walk away learning maybe this is my own selfish way of even having a closer walk. So I'm just saying if I've got it, I'm using <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. It's kind of you to have have me on and I'm happy to talk anytime. I you know, just so you know, this conversation has really uh encouraged me, you know, from from what you have shared about your own walk. And so I I'm like, dude, yes. Kindred spirits, uh, uh, definitely kindred spirits. And so, um, man, I'm in. <laughs> Y'all, in. I so appreciate this. Y'all, share this episode. You need somebody who needs some encouragement. You need, you know, somebody who's 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 down and just trying to find a way up. I'm telling you, if you can, share this episode with somebody. Craig Allen Cooper. Thanks for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more episodes, and please leave a review. Reviews really help us get this out to more people like you. Also, we'd love to hear what your favorite part was. Be sure to join us on social media to engage in even more unexpected conversations. Until next time.